You're listening to the Destiny Show Podcast, part of the Robots Radio Network, live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Robots Radio presents... Hello Guardians, and welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast. This is episode 24, and on today's episode, we welcome Fuzzle, the moderator and community ninja at Destiny Reddit and Bungie.net. We'll discuss communities in video games, we'll learn much more about Fuzzle and what he does, and we'll discuss the latest news from Bungie in the form of the Bungie Weekly Update, or This Week at Bungie. And, uh... I would like to begin by welcoming my co-host, Shadow Price. How is your evening going? It's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. Um, before we get on with any other introductions, I just want to take a moment to uh, basically express our sadnesses and condolences to uh, Etika, popular streamer Etika, YouTuber, um, who was uh, who tragically uh, passed away this past weekend due to uh, depression and mental health issues. He was only 29 years old, and it ultimately led to him, unfortunately, taking his own life. He was a talented YouTuber who has grown to attract over 845,000 subscribers, and he was taken from us very, very too soon. And I... We encourage anybody who is dealing with mental health issues to seek out the help. There is help out there. Don't ever feel like you are alone because there's always somebody out there that will care. You just have to reach out to them. And I know it's hard, but we, we, we in the Destiny community, we have nothing but our deepest gratitude and condolences to all family members of Etika, his friends, esteemed colleagues, and we are regrettably sorry. And we just, everybody should always seek out help if you're ever feeling like you can't go on anymore. There's always a way out. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. There are people out there that care. And we're going to include the proper channels of the people you can get in touch with in our show notes. And I just wanted to say, you know, we're Joy-Con boys for life. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's so tragic. And uh, I feel the same way. Condolences go out to his fans, his family, and um, anyone who feels like they don't want to continue. Um, there are people out there who can help. There are people out there who care, and we hope that uh, people reach out and and support each other and be excellent to each other in a world where um, things can sometimes seem tough. So, yeah, uh, definitely feel the same exact way, and um, condolences again go out to 
everyone who um, had suffered from this and for his family and friends and, and fans. Um, so yeah, um, on that note, um, no, it's hard to transition that, after yeah, that. What a, it's, it's but, so weird transitioning from that, but, uh, but it's something that I, uh, I just felt like we needed to say and everything, you know, it's, it's a tragedy in our, in gaming, you know, it's, I never watch, I watched a few of his streams and, um, I just felt like he was somebody with a lot of energy and he gave a lot to his, his viewers and everything like that. And, um, just, uh, truly sad, sad that that, that happened. So. Absolutely. Um, so on that note, um, let's begin the show. Um, as a reminder, you can find the Destiny Show podcast on all of your favorite podcasting apps. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Podbean, and more. You can also find us on the web at www.destinyshow.com, and you can follow us on Twitter at The Destiny Show. And today, we welcome a very special guest. We welcome Fuzzle to the show. So Fuzzle, thank you so much for being on with us. We really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's currently 12.21 a.m. in Germany. I'm um, oh, wow. sitting here having a very jolly good time talking to you, and I'm very excited for this episode. Absolutely. Thank you very much for being on with us so late. Uh, we, we appreciate you. We appreciate everything you do in our community, and we, we've been so excited to have you on uh, the show and for anyone who does not know Fuzzle, uh, Fuzzle has been playing Destiny since beta. So he's a beta boy. <laughs> and he helps bring the Destiny players together through his support on the Destiny Reddit and Bungie.net. He is also a student community manager at uh, Calibri Games. Indeed. And he has, he has been playing Bungie games since he was eight years old playing Halo 1 on PC. And his favorite activities in Destiny are grinding strikes and the menagerie. Indeed, Halo 1 for life. I will always play this game for, for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I can't wait for it to come back to PC uh, next year, I think. Yeah, Reach. I think we're getting Reach first and everything. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Master Chief Collection awesome. is going to be on there. Uh, yeah, I've been playing Bungie games for like all my life. My my father was always playing Halo One. It was his obsession. He's still playing it, and I just <laughs> fell in love with Bungie games ever since. Yeah, same. I've been. I really got my, my teeth, uh, or I kind of got really into Halo during uh, Halo Two. Like Halo Two was like, I loved the campaign, and it was a lot of fun. But I really started playing PvP a lot in Halo 3. Halo 3 is when I just went hard into PvP. And, and then I realized, like, yeah, I'm a Bungie fan for life. After this. Yeah, Halo was my real first introduction to multiplayer in that game. And playing Halo Reach, that really made me absolutely love Bungie games and playing firefights with my friends and playing online multiplayer so so incredible i think bungie does an absolutely incredible job with their games and i will always be a bungie fan for life there's just a certain magic to it just every single halo game 
there's something about it that just makes me come back and play it over and over again. I know all the levels like the back of my hand. Uh, my favorite level being uh, <laughs> the silent cartographer on the Halo One. It's just a classic. Oh, I think yeah. I've played that mission like 500 times. <laughs> yeah, the worlds are just so incredible. The music again, the music like like. They basically went from Halo, went to Destiny, like when, with Marty O'Donnell when he was originally on the original soundtrack for Destiny, and Halo, this like truly amazing music, just really captures your your all your senses, and it's just great. I think uh, Destiny music is some of the best music ever created, and. Every time they come out with a new soundtrack, it's like a tradition where I have to get it and it just sets the tone so perfectly. And the shooting mechanics and the way everything just comes together, it's like magic. It's amazing. It's the trifecta of weapons, abilities, and movement. It's just, I don't know, they, they capture it every time. Uh, sometimes more than sometimes less for me. Uh, for example, uh, Reach was... Not my favorite Halo game, but I played them all. I loved them all to bits. I wish I could have been there for the Halo 2 era, because I could not afford an Xbox. So I was stuck playing Halo 1 for five years on my PC, and uh, I followed all the Halo games on YouTube, uh, watching them on te uh, 280, uh, 240p on my little computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. Uh, yeah, I finally joined the Halo community with the latest games when Reach came out. So I had to skip 2 and 3 because I could not afford it at that time. But with Reach, I came in full swing, joined online communities and had a lot of fun. That's when I first joined my first community, actually. Very cool. And uh, Fuzzle, we're going to put you on the hot seat tonight and we're going to learn a lot more about you and what you do and how you got started in Destiny. Can't wait. And uh, I guess let's begin. So, so Fuzzle, how did you get started playing Destiny? How did it all begin for you? I know you mentioned you were playing since beta. Oh, it's, it's been a long time. Uh, of course, I've been a member of the Halo community and I've always been very intrigued what Bungie is cooking up in their dark corners. Uh, Coming out of the shadows, they first released, or it was leaked rather, and then they released it the same day, uh, the first concept art for Destiny and the name. And that was when I was already very much intrigued and trying to find out more about this game. So like when the first time we ever heard the word Destiny, I was scouring the internet for more information and uh, seeking people to talk with about it. So, um, yeah, uh, we've been like building up our own corners of the communities. We're very, very small back then. And that's kind of when I started Destiny, like the first little inklings of this community. So playing, of course, was the beta was my first time actually playing. Uh, actually, me and my old roommate, we hooked up two Xbox 360s and play together all weekend. And it was such a great experience. We, <laughs> we, we didn't really sleep, we didn't really eat. We just had to play Destiny as much as possible. And uh, yeah, that's my first experience. I fell in love with immediately. I 
had known about the game for years when I could finally play it. So yeah, it was a long time coming and uh, I've always been very excited. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, when we first learned about it and everything, we had a similar experience in uh, Cornholio. We literally just played that, that beta like all weekend for tons of hours, didn't we, Corn? Oh, yeah. We, we played the beta all weekend and we fell in love with the game right from the start. It's really interesting because we actually weren't planning on sticking around in Destiny. We were very much into the Call of Duty franchise at the time, and we were preparing for the new expansion, or not the new expansion, but rather the new Call of Duty game that was coming out. And we ended up playing the beta, and we fell in love with it, and it was such an awesome game that we just never left. We stuck with Destiny ever since, and... Even when we take breaks, we usually take a break for maybe a couple days and then we just come back right to it because there's something special and magical about Destiny and the way that it brings people together and the satisfaction of shooting the enemies and going through these different amazing activities and different worlds that the developers create for us to enjoy. Shooting aliens was never this fun. I just can't get enough of it, even more than in Halo. Just shooting a Fallen in the head, now with Destiny 2, which has this amazing effect of the soul leaving their bodies. I just can't get enough of it. It's just this uh, magic that's crafted into every little scene, every little detail in the game. So polished to a point that it's a little bit ridiculous. So it's just games like this that are just oozing with love and attention to detail and i love it but that's the game side get me the most and i can't get enough of it i was yeah not only was i fascinated with the worlds and the music i was just fascinated with the loot too like because i had never played like (laughs) i barely played uh, borderlands at the time so i wasn't into loot looters and everything like that so once i first got my you know my shadow price like you know, that's, that's my name. <laughs> and the rest is uh, history. <laughs> yeah, the rest is history. Like, I literally fell in love with the loot, like, pursuit of the game. Just, like, playing and getting loot and getting stronger. And just the weapons felt special. Like I still know, remember my first legendary was the Unfriendly Giant, I think. Um, you know what? Trekking. That was my first legendary, too. <laughs> nice. That was... Uh, yeah, it was the Unfriendly Giant. Yeah. It's so good. It, uh, so it, it was the only moments. rocket launcher I ever got nine of nine rockets with. <laughs> because I had the tripod perk and then I had another perk on something where I could get nine rockets. Oh wow. Yeah. So it was it was awesome. <laughs> Just these <laughs> moments that stick with you. There's so many loot moments in Destiny that uh they've even gone viral with all the yellow horn reactions. And uh, that's just something magical about some of the loot you can get and the satisfaction that comes from it. Not a, there's not a game out there that has more special loot in it than Destiny. It's just, like, I can't find one. <laughs> just so. the existence and craftsmanship of the exotics, the, the way they are not just randomized like in Borderlands. Just, they have, like, their identity... And their special abilities, and there's something to be highly sought after, more so in Destiny One. Uh, 
that I always find found very fascinating. Just these yeah. these weapons that have their own character, and everyone knows exactly what the gun feels like if you tell them about it. I don't know. It's just the exotic always fascinated me, especially in Destiny One when they were so sought after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think Destiny is is such an amazing game, and the the developers do such an amazing job to create a community of players who can enjoy something together. The level of camaraderie that you feel, the level of accomplishment once you beat your first raid, it's it's incredible. And now that day one completion has become this staple where it's a race. It's like the World Series of video games. It's it's incredible. It's like the Super Bowl of Destiny. Yes. Yeah, the raids definitely are. And I feel like once we get that shadow key, that new raid in the Black Garden, I think that's going to be one of the highest like viewed things like since like Vault of Glass from D one. Like, especially that's, with that's, all the new players. Yeah. Yeah, that's a return to an uh, area in D one. Like, you know, it's just. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it. Really cannot wait to revisit the Back Garden. It was always fascinating me. Uh, yes. Of course, the the final boss in Destiny 1 was not blowing me away in terms of mechanics. That music, though. That oh, music, that music no. in that fight. <laughs> oh, man. I, I used to Epic. not kill the last minuteers just to listen to it. <laughs> I did. Yeah, same. I had to hear that music. Not only that, the last array. The last array oh. mission. Oh, yes. That music is amazing as well. So good. First time I played it, I was suddenly, oh, why is this so hype? Oh, 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 the music is so great. <laughs> I couldn't understand yeah. why I was so excited about everything. Yeah. Just, oh, and then the giant satellite dish uh, building up in the background was just a really memorable experience from Destiny 1. Mm -hmm. even, the, even the orbit music, too. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I would just sit in orbit for hours just listening to the music. Do you guys remember as soon as the final expansion um, went happened went live in uh, Destiny One? They actually brought back the OG music, the OG theme music, and man, yeah, still what there. Amazing feeling that was so good. Uh, there was such a very much requested thing on Destiny Reddit as well. We had so many. Uh, yes. requests for it with thousands of upvotes we even put it on the the bungee please list the when something gets upvoted so many times that it's just uh, an instant front page hit and it's a, such a popular suggestion we put it on the bungee please uh, list and uh, yeah it, it like with that update it finally made it off the list and was actually implemented in the game bring back the orbit music and everyone is happy i loved it just the nostalgia goosebumps yeah, I definitely posted somewhere, uh, either on the Bungie forum or on Reddit, saying I wanted to be up, and I'm, I was glad. I was very happy when it came back. Definitely. So, Fuzzle, I'm curious to know, uh, what does a moderator slash community ninja do? Uh, <laughs> if I do my job correctly, you don't notice me. Uh, I... <laughs> I'm basically a gardener. Like I try to provide uh, 
a good soil for a community to grow in just to provide a place for people to be in and talk about their favorite game so uh we of course with a good community we uh, establish a rule set on budget.net that's the code of conduct on reddit it's the the normal rule set we have a lot on reddit which we are notorious for we really love our rules uh, and then we just kind of try to evenly and fairly as possible uh try to enforce them be it uh, just general things like keeping it civil not calling other people bad words uh just having a baseline of understanding and uh, rules to play by for everyone so that there's like certain things you can expect you can expect not to get insulted for your opinion and not to get ridiculed uh just not have people exploit you and try to scam you into something to, so you just have this framework in the background that you know the moderators are doing their thing and uh are keeping things organized but also are not suppressing your opinion things you should never think uh that you should not say certain things like negative things about the game like all all criticism is uh very much constructive for the game doesn't matter if it's positive or negative we are just there to actually like act in the shadows most uh, and enforce the rules and that's how communities usually grow if there's a healthy they like community and, yeah uh, i really really enjoy just being with the people then enjoy just to be a lot and try to support them for community to grow. how is the reddit uh these days uh, actually i don't think it's ever been better like uh trust with bungie has been very much enforced since they went uh self-publishing uh there's of course always been a lot of uh like periods where the trust in bungie was very much uh on the, on the low side uh, a lot of criticism as especially with destiny to vanilla but right now with the new season with all the content coming with shadowfall uh shadow keep i mean and uh just some great changes coming i think uh, we are very much excited for the future of destiny and all the people that are going to join us this fall Absolutely. So it's safe to say that you're the you're the one who keeps the Destiny community safe and a positive place for everyone to enjoy, for all Destiny players to be able to come to, feel safe and feel like they have an opinion and to bring people together. And that that's so awesome. It's something I've always enjoyed. I've I've. Uh joined halo communities back in the day just being someone like uh we had our community for halo custom games actually uh so my the first thing i ever did with the community was just collecting custom maps for halo and trying to sort them into categories and rating them and just making them accessible for everyone and just this this want to have the community have a great resource for the community to give give back to everyone that's like the thing you really need uh if you want to do anything with communities uh just just giving to the community and having fun with everyone in your favorite game that's amazing that's the best feeling 
and we try to when we first started on the destiny subreddit that's what we wanted we wanted an amazing community of players uh what what cosmo actually started funnily enough uh just a place to talk about a favorite game and everyone to aggregate content to share their favorite videos they just saw and yeah that's how everything started <laughs> that's really awesome so how did you become a moderator for the destiny reddit community and with bungie.net actually funny story uh back way back in the day we didn't really had a lot of places that were the number one place to be for destiny that was like destiny.bungie.org which was like a very old school community we had reddit with just a few thousand uh people and i always wanted to be in the destiny community but uh my english wasn't that great at that time so i had a very bad a very hard time to keep up um but that all changed when i was at gamescom in germany cologne 2013 because bungie did a really smart thing they actually handed out on the convention center uh trading cards uh, with characters from the game and with these trading cards came codes you could uh, one day unlock for emblems in the game which we didn't know back then we just knew we had to share them with everyone so we all came together on the internet to share these trading card codes uh and that's why i joined reddit i made my first reddit account just to say hey guys i got these <laughs> cards please please enter them in the, the bungie.net website you're gonna get items in the game once it releases in a year <laughs> So that's kind of how it started, and I just kept coming back and talking about Destiny, kept contributing, trying to give back to the community. Just, uh, hey guys, I found this amazing Destiny YouTuber. His name is uh, Maw Console. And uh, <laughs> he was like, he just, uh, he was always a Halo YouTuber and just started with Destiny, and I really loved his enthusiasm. So I really shared all this content everywhere. And we all just aggregated it on Destiny Reddit and try to build up a small community, have fun, and talk about the new things. And, of course, we grew and grew and grew, and we had need for more moderators. Uh, and I've been a part of the community for one and a half years at that point, and it was close to Destiny 1 launch, and we really needed, really needed hands on deck, because Destiny turned out to be a very massively marketed and hyped game everyone is very excited about it everyone's joining the destiny reddit and we needed more moderators so i applied uh, and was then just chosen i was uh, picked up with three other people to join the ranks and to get the launch of destiny one to get a little bit uh, more organized and uh, yeah, the rest is history. I tried to contribute ever since. That was like five years ago. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Just, That's amazing. So, so you've been doing this for five years. Yes, definitely. Wow. Uh, of course, there's like no quota you have to reach. Uh, like there have been like a half year where I did less stuff. But yeah, all in all, I've been doing this for five years and trying to moderate, trying to contribute. I'm just trying to make Destiny Reddit a place you want to be in and to have discussions about your favorite game. 
That's really awesome. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I never realized that you were a moderator for such a long time. That's that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Right <laughs> it's getting pretty beginning. long at this point. Indeed. That's so cool. Yeah. Now, we have a question from one of our listeners, and I'm probably going to butcher this name, but uh, Chaotic ZX wants to know, what made you want to be a Reddit mod and a community ninja? Originally, that wasn't really the goal. I just wanted to join online communities and talk Destiny because I could talk Destiny all day, every day. Uh, I wanted everyone to have as much fun as I was having. I just wanted to share that feeling. And this want to, uh, to give back, to have a place to talk about Destiny kind of turned into, I want to contribute to this place being the best place to talk about it and to have fun with everyone. This just naturally turned into, okay, uh, the best way to have everyone have fun on this platform is to actually help uh, manage it so like when i first joined the destiny subreddit uh bungie.net was way later was three years later uh i actually just wanted to be uh someone that helps just uh to manage the community that's um that turned out to be like applying it on the destiny subreddit but that was not originally the plan it was never thought I would do this actually. It was just a hobby. Just something that was fun. That's really cool. And we have another question from uh, another listener, Fitz. Thank you very much for your question today. And Fitz wants to know, given the recent changes at Bungie, where do you see Destiny in the next 12 months? Very good question. Uh, there are, of course, very promising things on the horizon. Bungie just announced, uh, announced self-publishing, of course. Uh, they are, uh, we, we were hesitant to see if they're actually now taking steps that would not be possible with Activision, which they have done now. They've announced amazing things like cross-save and uh, the base version of the game, which includes a lot of content going free to play. So in the next 12 months, I see, of course, the player base to grow a lot. Uh, I could never recommend the game to my friends that easily because there was always this introductory prize that first do and they were not sure. And there was sometimes this demo they could do in Destiny 1 or the free base game sometimes in Destiny 2, but it was still such a limited experience that I could never will really wholeheartedly uh, recommend it, but now I can because there's so much they can play with me now. It doesn't matter if they pay any cent or not. Uh, so yeah, the population is going to increase a lot because yeah, free games do have big populations when they're good. Uh, and of course, um, I see a lot of potential with other things Bungie could do now that they're self-publishing. I hope one day we'll see cross-play, maybe, I don't know. I hope, but I don't think in the next 12 months that's possible. Uh, it, it's going to be very much positive. I think Bungie is really knocking it out of the park right now. They just need to keep this up and 
Yeah, keep up the transparency. I love when Luke Smith does one of his uh, public opinions, uh, public pieces, telling us stuff about like Lord of Wolves. Uh, it was a really good one, something that would not have been possible the, uh, a year ago, for example. So the next 12 months are looking pretty good. That's, Bungie is uh, more transparent and more like the cool uncle right now. So <laughs> I'm really yeah. looking forward to the next 12 months. You know, I totally agree with you with uh, the transparency thing because I remember a time when Destiny first came out where you would really see the roadmaps leaked by other individuals. You wouldn't necessarily see Bungie come out and say, hey, here's the next three, four months in the game, and this is what you'll be getting. And now it's like a new Bungie where they are working together with the community to build the game together. And I love that inclusiveness and that openness with Bungie uh, today that we're seeing more and more as the uh, game evolves. Definitely, yeah. uh, Bungie really, really had to change because Halo, the, the, their official mantra was, you have no rights, play nice, which was actually an official slogan from Bungie. And they were always very secretive with their, um, the things that went on inside the studio. But the whole, the, the way, the transparency, the way they treated communication had to change entirely with a live action game like Destiny, which they didn't really get at first. So this transition period was very awkward with little to no communication. And uh, over the last five years, they really, really improved on this front. And now it's better than ever with so many community managers, Dylan and Cosmo making a great effort to just be present everywhere and to address things. And that's like there are worlds between the communication that's been back in the day and now. Yeah, I agree with you about the 12 months we're not going to see crossplay, but I think in about 16 months we will see crossplay when the new uh consoles come out the xbox 2 or scarlet and the playstation 5 because they will be 60 frames finally on console and then, i really hope so but there's a lot yeah. of politics involved so yeah. that's usually not really a technical issue but sales <laughs> yeah yeah i i think sony is gonna have to give in like, literally, like, they were blocking crossplay from uh, various sorts of games for the longest time, but now Call of Duty is offering it, and it's the first major AAA game to offer crossplay. And now that that domino fell, like I said, I, I was predicting that and before it happened, a week before I predicted I was going to say that Destiny's going to go, they're going to be cross-save. Cross-save is going to come to Destiny if you watch, and then sure enough, with Hallelujah. That, yeah. With that uh that Vidoc and or that reveal they had that day with Shadowkeep and everything. And it was it was it was awesome. It was awesome to hear. It's so amazing as well because I I actually own an Xbox One, which is kind of collecting dust a little bit. <laughs> but right Same. now, with the new changes, I can actually without having to buy the base game of Destiny 2, I can actually hop over and play Gambit with my friends, for example. There's so many things I can do without having to pay a cent. It's amazing. 
Yeah. Yeah, it truly is. Yeah, I think I think that uh, Bungie really knocked it out of the park uh, when they made the monumental announcements they made between the cross-save and the free-to-play version of Destiny. I think it's going to really change the game in a great way. And I think that, especially in Destiny, I think Destiny is the most community-driven game that I've ever played in my entire life. And the amount of crossplay and the the ability to be able to play with all of your friends it's absolutely amazing and you meet so many people almost on a daily basis in destiny so it's going to be really exciting to see a new infusion of guardians join the game and uh, we used to call them kinder guardians before oh, do you yes. remember that shadow base <laughs> yeah christmas noobs when they get it for christmas and everything so, but no, we're going to welcome them with open arms to the community and, uh, you know, shoot them in the crucible, though, and everything to give them initiation Definitely. and everything. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be really, really cool for sure. That's yeah. what I love about the Destin community is the, the openness to answer questions, to help new people get into the game because every, destiny player at its base at its core just wants other people to play as well to 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 share in their love for the game or to share in their hobby and just seeing we have uh threads on reddit that are just the general question threads and there are like thousands of questions in there and there's some people that just dedicate their entire day answering every single question and it's not like like a one word answer if they ask something like uh like about the best roles for a certain weapon they're gonna get like three paragraphs worth of info with all the things they need with resources and people just love to share their knowledge and that's amazing and amazing every day about the destiny community and like raid secrets and things like that you know the group they all these uh things that they solve in the game is just incredible like the community it's it's a community effort like getting together and solving a lot of these these uh riddles that Bungie throws out there i'm actually like i, I was wondering how Bungie managed to make such a connected community and such a dense ecosystem of players that just love talking about their game like I'm not sure if it was an intentional design choice, but like very early on, they did not explain anything. You had to go online to find Xur. You had to go online to find certain strategies for encounters. So there was so much information missing that was kind of crucial yeah. to playing the game efficiently that drove everyone out into the wildness of the internet to find these resources. And that's why all the, the grimoire, yeah, the grimoire too. Even you know, it's like it seems like um, they were just also finding their footing because they had never made a game like that before, you know. So as we were learning, they were learning at the same time, you know, and also having to do it in grounds of what Activision expected. <laughs> Definitely, but now like they don't have to adhere to those guidelines anymore. They literally can make their own destiny how they choose to guardians make their own fate yes yes oh absolutely <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth 
Absolutely. Or Luke Smith's mouth. <laughs> hmm, depending on how you look at it. Um, so we have another question from one of our community members. Whiny0808 wants to know if cross-save is implemented, well, we should say when cross-save is implemented, do you play on all hardware? Uh, first of all, I want to give a shout-out to Whiny, who's also... You might know him as Mega Man X. He used to uh, let us know the Xerx inventory way before it was actually announced. So he was kind of the OG data miner, uh, and he always had the Xerx inventory like three to four days earlier. <laughs> so I just wanted to well, give thank a you, shout out to him. Oh, wow. Thank you, That's Mega Man. Thank you, and thank you for your question. Thank yes. you very much for your question, indeed. Uh, so, Crossing is going to be implemented. Uh, I'm going to play it on all the platforms but one. Uh, of course, Stadia is probably not going to happen. Uh, I'm very, very skeptical, actually. I just want to, I want to talk about that later, uh, about Stadia, because Stadia is not going to be able to play with Steam or any other platform, so they're going to be on their own. But yeah, I'm going to play, of course, on PS4, Xbox One, because I have one that is kind of my Halo machine, <laughs> and PC, mm -hmm. of course. And because of new light, I'll be able to just bounce around wherever my friends are, whoever's going to play that night. And I love that. I can't wait yeah. to go back to the Cosmodrome experience that I mentioned. Definitely. Oh, man. Cosmodrome. So yeah. many That's going to be the ultimate form of nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've been dead a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so there are going to be a lot of things you don't understand. <laughs> so, Fuzzle, what do you do when you're not moderating, doing ninja things, or playing Destiny? Actually, playing Destiny has not been... Like, I'm doing so much things with Destiny that uh, playing Destiny has not been something I can do a lot. So I'm kind of a little bit of a casual player, but when I'm not playing Destiny, not moderating, uh, I am actually a student. So I'm attending university here in Germany, and uh, yeah, in, I'm doing my bachelor's degree in, uh, let me translate that in English real quick, uh, applied cognitive and media sciences. So I chose something that would fit well with community management. And, uh, of course, I'm also working as a community manager for a mobile games company in Berlin. So I'm doing that from not, I'm not living in Berlin, actually. I'm doing that with home office. But, yeah, I'm collecting some, uh, like, uh, applying my, um, my knowledge and the things I learned in the last five to six years uh, to actually work as a community manager for a mobile games company. And when I'm not doing any of those things, I'm, of course, just spending a lot of free time with friends and family and just enjoying life right now. Uh, as a student, you have a lot of free time. And I want to really enjoy the, the time I have with all of my friends and the family while I can. So right now, I'm really, really enjoying life. <laughs> Having as much, as much uh, quality time with friends and family as possible while I'm also doing the job and the online projects and my study. 
So it's, it's a little hectic, but it's also very fun. That's awesome. You get, you get to do what you love doing. You know, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know, the amazing thing is you're starting early, and it's amazing all the things you're doing in college. Like, looking back at my college career, I wish I was that involved and that motivated to do so many things that you're doing right now and that's that's amazing i actually so kudos <laughs> thank you very much i actually was not like this was of course always a hobby of mine i've been doing the destiny thing and moderating and spending actually sometimes eight hours a day moderating and putting so much effort into it and it was just a hobby i didn't think it to see it as at all as a career opportunity or anything i could actually do uh, i was thinking like very conservatively this is not something you can actually do in your life you enjoy this but you shouldn't like <laughs> you, yeah you like should tiny not, should not yeah. see this as anything you could actually do uh, later uh so actually my i started for yeah, one year to learn study biology and I quickly noticed that I would not have been happy at all. I was that was the laboratory research. I was actually being, uh, yeah, just sitting in a laboratory for nine hours a day, trying to extract DNA out of a sample. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I not doing things that I actually enjoy? And I noticed that. Like when I'm working and I'm actually motivated and I'm burning for the thing I'm doing, I'm so much better at my job and what I'm doing. Uh, I really noticed when I was applying for jobs, uh, I, I actually tried to do some marketing, which was not really up my alley. And I was really struggling in the, um, in the talks with the companies that wanted to shoot. Uh, we're supposed to hire me. I was really struggling to to really sell myself, but then I noticed that, like I was talking to Deej about it. Deej, uh, I think I want to go into community management. Like I've been doing this for years. Why not make this a career? And I was like, Yo, dude, go for it. And uh, that's when I chose this study opportunity to really go with what I'm supposed to be doing with community management. And then when I applied at the ex and at an actual games company, and I really, really nailed the hiring uh, process, I could really talk about my passion for my projects online all day, all my experiences I could apply to the job and I, I, it, everything clicked. And I'm really, really, really happy I went all in on this so far. It looks really fun. I'm doing what I love, just living the dream. And I think this, I hope this dream can continue and I can keep this up. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, something like this wouldn't have been possible like 10 years ago. Or like no, ago. definitely not. And it's like with the way games have just become so much in the social media mainstream, you know, world and everything, you know, how popular games become and especially like Destiny. The community that has uh, basically been born from this game, you know, it, it needs a lot of the social ninjas out there to, you know, do do that amazing work that you do. So it's yeah, it's awesome that you were able to find yourself a niche, a niche thing in this community. This job position was did not exist a few years ago, right. so it, it's really humbling to to be able to. 
step into the the, the, the footsteps of of giants, just paving the way for this this role to exist. And I'm just really happy to just work with so many talented people and just learn new things every day about this. And that are games like Destiny that actually have amazing communities that thrive with community management. And yeah, I just love everything about it. <laughs> That's really amazing. And Fuzzle, what are three important lessons that you learned about communities through your work with the Destiny Reddit team and working with Bungie.net? Oh, definitely good question. Uh, there's really a lot I learned. Uh, a lot of mistakes we did as well, especially on Reddit. Um, the things you shouldn't do and should do with communities. Uh, of course, what I already mentioned, the first thing is, hey, if you, wanna, uh, if you want to grow a community, just, just provide the groundwork. Just provide a, a good rule set, have, have a friendly atmosphere, just enable everyone to be the best they could be. Just share things, be nice, interact with each other. Uh, just giving somebody a like can make their day, for example. Uh, just, just providing a place on the internet people to talk about their favorite thing is amazing and that's how communities form that's the first thing i learned uh there's also something we learned the hard way uh there's no need at all to uh police opinion at all we are not there for that we're just there to to lay the ground rules for people to interact with each other the every opinion is valid everyone should say what their honest thoughts are there's always something you can gain from that like that's a bungee or dj always says that uh, every opinion is valid we can always like learn something from the frustrations of a player there's always something we can make better and uh yeah just embrace the feedback be positive and negative as long as there's something in there that's constructive it's great just voice your opinions if you have a community don't try to uh tr try to have it positive or negative either way just embrace it all and uh that, that's a really really good point we we had to learn this no such thing as a bad opinion uh, as long as it stays civil, of course. <laughs> and the third thing I uh, learned is what we talked about already is transparency, communication and honesty, things that a company should, to, in today's age, really strive to portray in the public eye. Something we've seen lately with Bungie, like Lou Smith coming out, talking about a lot of Wolves controversy, uh, just saying how it is and everyone kind of accepted it because yeah wh where were you when the the where the when the wolves howled so uh the the community really really values transparency and communication things like community managers just, just telling them hey we're looking into this bug yeah we're already aware of it oh this might take some more time just communities really really build up their trust if you just are honest with them 
and don't treat them like a marketing machine or uh, just try to lie or uh, portray things in a more positive way than they actually are. They really, really enjoy honesty. And, uh, and the other way around too, like trust is not easily regained with an online community. So definitely as a games developer, as a community manager, you should always strive to be very honest and transparent. Those are the three things I uh, learned over the years. There's, there's a lot of things, a lot of nuance to it. But yeah, there's a lot of fascinating things about owning communities. Absolutely. And now, what are you most excited for with the upcoming changes that are coming to Destiny this fall? I mean, obviously, what we already talked about is cross save. Uh, all the barriers are gone. Uh, I can play with all my friends wherever on whatever platform they are, and I just wanna play Destiny on PC. To be honest, <laughs> I was so excited to finally make the jump to take all of my characters and play on buttery smooth 144 frames. <laughs> that's something i've been looking forward to so much but i just couldn't get over the hurdle of uh, regrinding everything doing everything and of course i kind of want to go back to the moon the moon is a it's a very sp a special place for me because back in the beta in destiny one mm -hmm. there was one moon mission that was unlocked for three hours and me and my roommate, we went down into the Hellmouth and we tried to survive and explore everything. And those three hours, I think uh, if you stayed in the instance, we could do it a little bit longer. Like exploring the moon has been such a magical moment to me. That's when I fall in love with Destiny all over again back then in uh, 2013. So like my one of my favorite moments in Destiny ever is exploring this moon and uh like just sitting next to my uh, sitting next to my roommate and we're staring at each other holy shit there's an entire catacombs down here there's so many tunnels we can explore and we explored the entire moon and we loved it and that's something i want to relive with this next expansion so i'm really looking forward to favorites returning old bosses to kick <laughs> Crota's ass again, maybe pull some land cables <laughs> and uh, <laughs> have a great time with Shadow Keep. I'm really looking forward to it. Is that the Dark Beyond? Or is that the We Woke in the Hive like, <laughs> mission, basically? Uh, I think we had We've Woke in the Hive introductory mission. Yeah. And no, not sure. Like, we could go into the, like, out of the mission area and into like the start of the Hellmouth into all the way down. I'm not sure which mission it was in the beta. Do you know? Okay. I, I thought it was like it might have been Dark Beyond, but it might have been like uh, like Chamber. It could have been any one of those. I I can't remember. It was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> it would make sense but, for the Hive introduction with we've yeah. welcomed the Hive, but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm i'm so excited to go back on the moon and for eris morn to 
make her return, I I miss Eris, and I think that she's one of the most powerful characters in the game. And uh, it's going to be yeah. so interesting to see where the story goes this fall, and maybe to see some old characters return as well. So it's it's such an exciting time between that and the new raid on the Black Garden, and I know we kind of touched on that briefly. But uh, going back to these destinations that are, you know, so special from our past, it's going to be so exciting. And to play it all on PC, my goodness. I mean, oh, it's going to be super amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, like Experience Moon on PC, yeah. Um, I'm also excited for the uh, the um, RPG, like the, bringing the RPG elements back to the game, Armor 2.0, all the the different stats, the stats are coming back, intellect, strength, discipline. I can't wait for the Dado videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, the in-depth Dado videos. I just want a, like an hour-long stats video I'm going to listen to <laughs> all day, I'm not sure. <laughs> I love Dado. Yeah. Just theory crafting destiny, that's where it's the best. Absolutely. Now, Fuzzle, what are some challenges that you face with moderating communities in Destiny? I mean, we know that the Destiny community has grown exponentially since the game launched back in 2014. Oh, yeah, there are, of course, big challenges when it comes to online communities. Uh, we are almost 1 million Guardian strong only uh, registered users, but like, normal users are way, way more. And they, of course, with a small community, there might be a, a bad apple or two. But of course, if you have exponential growth, uh, the bad apples will soon uh, become like their own subset of users. And you have to enforce your rules around that and have a lot of unique problems you didn't think were going to be possible. So what kind of happened with Destiny 2's launch was a little bit like later on was a little bit disappointing for the community and a lot of uh, people were um, justifiably upset about the state of the game but the challenges arose with people that are on reddit uh, I call them drama tourists uh, so it's a very popular thing with gaming uh, related subreddits that have people that are into outrage culture uh, and they were on our subreddit because Destiny was the latest scandal uh, and we had thousands of players just not even playing the game and uh, being in general just being very toxic uh, hating of people enjoying the game and just trying to make everyone miserable so how do you respond to that? There's no good solution to something like that. Do you just ban somebody? No, you don't want to uh, encourage uh, or discourage people criticizing the game. That's what our subreddit is for. So uh, there's also no way you could see if, if people are actually drama tourists and playing the game and actually criticizing the game or they're just, oh, on the Activision hate train. So that was a very rough time. Uh, what, how we handled it in the end was just to try to be consistent, try to keep enforcing our rules, uh, 
people that are very much into drama tourism are usually not the most civil people. So those were weeded out in the end. In the end, people uh, that were actually passionate about the game wanted it to improve. And also being very, very harsh on the game at the same time, which is totally fine, uh, remained. And of course, with these big communities, there's also um, always the uh, a little bit of toxicity, uh, something you can't please, of course. And uh, yeah, that's the main thing with big communities. That's something you can't really, as as some as a ninja, as a community moderator, it's not really your place to uh, just just um, go on a banning spree to do some uh, do your own justice. Uh, just handle it, police your own rules, and. Uh, yeah, that was the most challenging time. Like when, when everyone was very much upset with the game. That's when most of our moderators were very uh, overworked. Like we we put in so many hours uh, just to get people to follow the rules. Just the uh, eight hours a day of people just screaming at each other, basically at the worst of times. But uh, yeah, in the end, this all that work. Um, paid off like from the outside it doesn't really look that uh, way sometimes you only see the negative things but we really really worked uh, uh, behind off at that time uh, to try to get the community like stable again to to have like actual critical discussion uh, on how the game can improve and not have uh, all the people that want the game to fail because Activision is behind it, like telling people to not play the game anymore. So yeah, that was a big, big bummer, a really big challenge. Uh, not something you can easily manage. We we somehow came through it in the clutch. Uh, we just kept going, kept trying to fairly uh, have our rules set, and the people eventually that were playing the game stuck around and now we have a way better game with way more positive players the dramaturists are usually being like shunned like if you're just there to be negative and you don't know what you're talking about the community does a really good job of telling you dude you you know nothing about the game like shaders shaders are not an issue <laughs> stop trying to create drama here uh yeah yeah Stop seeing what you saw somewhere in like a YouTube video, hate videos uh, talking about shaders, you know, seeing like, like just, you know, having to like purchase them like with bright dust and then spending them like a, your, 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 your like glimmer and, and all that stuff on them. Yeah. I mean, that was broken at the time, but that's all been corrected. Now, me and Corn had some uh, off air conversations about a lot of this stuff in the first year of Destiny 2. And I, I'm, I really liked how you worded all that, Fuzzle. And the thing is, is um, there was a lot of corporate speak going on, like, during that time and everything, you know? And I felt like they had to toe the line, people there at Bungie, you know? They had to really, like, you know, kind of give in to Activision's demands and things like that to make it a more, you know, casual game and casualify it in so many ways and things like that to try to bring more people in. Unfortunately, it pushed a lot of people out just because the end game was so thin 
and everything. And, you know, and we went through the dark ages during Curse of Osiris. You know, yes. we remember we remember the two tokens and a blue. You know, I mean, it's it was just it was not a great time. You know, I feel like Bungie shut down their live streams for a little bit there because they felt like you know it's like oh we got we got some fixing to do. You know, and that's when um, uh, what's his face Christopher Barrett came in and really started addressing everybody. You know, in the you know in the Destiny community, that's when the transparency level like started like increasing tenfold and everything. You know, the game became better. And me and Corn always thought that the game would become better. You know, it's like I think Activision was behind a lot of this stuff. I think Activision was also behind you know having to get the reboot Destiny too in 2016 at the beginning when Luke Smith took over and he had to reboot the franchise basically listening to the corporate overlords at Activision and everything, you know. But we all stuck with it. We all knew there was light at the end of the tunnel and now, you know, Destiny is, you know, in Bungie's hands from now on. And, you know, it's... And, you know, on that point, I think that it's very easy to jump to conclusions and make assumptions with you know, blaming one party or another party. But I think at the end of the day, creating a video game as complex as Destiny, it's difficult. It's challenging. So there are so many intricacies and so many complexities that come into play when building a video game that you don't always get it perfectly right. You know, sometimes as a developer, you learn and you make mistakes along the way. But ultimately... Everyone comes into work at Bungie to build a better destiny. So I think that I can appreciate all sides here for what Activision did with the game, for what Bungie did with the game, because ultimately, if it wasn't for these groups, we wouldn't have the destiny that we have today. So I'm, I'm grateful for all the parties and all the amazing developers who work so hard to entertain us and to delight us every single day. And I can appreciate all sides here. Definitely. Uh, it's, it's a little easy to just say, okay, Activision probably uh, had a lot of influences in the bad things, the bad decision in the game. But like, we don't know these things. Uh, Bungie probably had their fair share of bad decisions or things they could have done better. and. Yeah, as you said, like all these things led to what Destiny is today. And in my opinion, Destiny has never been better than right now. Like I'm really, really enjoying where the game is like the variety of things I can do. Just grinding specific weapons, the menagerie, just, I don't know, doing fun things with my clan. It's, it's just amazing. And everything led to this point. I, I worked with a lot of Activision and employees and they're so hardworking they were really 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 forthcoming and they yeah. really worked so hard on destiny so uh, of course the probably the big corporate decisions were hindering the game but i also don't want to don't play their contributions to the game there was a lot of a lot of good people working on activision on destiny which i really appreciate the work yeah, let me let me reiterate. Like, I I don't say think anybody the, the people that were helping with uh, helping Bungie, you know, to create the things and assets. Like people at Vicarious Visions and High Moon, 
Like, I think they're incredible. Like, I think Vicarious Visions is, like, one of the best things that's happened in Destiny. Like, we wouldn't have the menagerie if it wasn't for um, Vicarious Visions and everything. So, um, I think it's just mainly the people up in the high places in, like, Activision. Definitely, yes. Like, I mean, I don't know for a fact, but I just, I know they had some sort of influence on the game that just was sending it in the wrong direction at times and things like that, you know. And I mean, just in case in point, the whole thing with, uh, you know, the earnings call during Forsaken, you know, saying that didn't live up to their expectations and things like that, you know. And and Bungie's like, we're very proud of this game. We're, we're proud of what we've done and we're proud of all our, the people that have helped build Destiny and everything, you know. Basically just saying, look, I know we know you're not happy about it, but we are, you know. And you could see the writing on the wall, basically. Like, we kind of knew that Bungie just wanted their own destiny. They didn't want Activision in the picture anymore. Definitely. And you could also see this on the Shadowkeep uh, reveal stream. With a lot reasons. of Reasons. Capital R. Reasons. Yeah, a lot of yes. shade thrown at Activision, definitely. So Yes. You can put two and two together and deduce. You know, it's, it's, there, not, so. it's not uh, white and black and white. Right. There's a lot of gray in there, but there's also probably a lot of decisions that made. But if you read between the lines, you can see. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Absolutely. And now, Fuzzle, do you have any experience that comes to mind or any story that comes to mind that's most memorable to you from your journey in Destiny? My journey in Destiny, probably one of the, the earliest things. I, uh, I was really. Not proud, but that was one of the best experiences. The first best experience in Destiny I ever had was uh, Vault of Glass Hard Mode. And that was actually my second time running Vault of Glass. I only did normal mode once, and we I did it with an LFG group. And it wasn't the best experience, to be honest, because they didn't want to play the raid legitimately. <laughs> we were just sitting on top of a rock and sniping everything with Icebreaker, doing our oh, yeah. job. Doing the oracles uh, from up top. <laughs> yeah. So the second time I actually did Wall of Glass was was um, uh, Dado streaming. It wasn't that big back then, not as big as today. So uh, he was just running hard uh, people through hard mode through, and he, of course Dado was uh, always on the no cheese uh, uh, group. He never wanted to cheese anything, which I really really enjoyed, and I always wanted to run a raid with Dado. So. My second ever ever uh, Vault of Glass run was my first legitimate one, and probably my favorite uh, run I've done to date. It was such an amazing time. We were really really under leveled and bad. I'm very very sorry, Dado, still for that. It took us two hours to get through Hardmode, even with his guidance. But it was such an amazing experience. There's so many friends that uh, that I was playing with that are still friends today and uh, I, I recently rewatched. I, I made a video of it I recently rewatched the whole video and it's just so nostalgic my first real raid in Destiny everything legit and I got the Mythoclast I was uh, 30 level 30 after one hard mode raid and my second Vault of Glass raid uh, I was really 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 lucky actually I had amazing rng and uh, the entire wall of glass experience was such a magical thing 
that I really treasure it. Of course, with Datto, uh, just making it the best experience you possibly could. And yeah, that was my favorite Destiny experience. And my, probably my favorite Destiny-related experience was uh, attending the Community Summit, uh, I think, last year, two years ago. Uh, I remember seeing that. That you, were, you went to the summit. Yeah, we. I was invited to fly out to Seattle to try to check out the the, the then unreleased Gambit mode, and uh, yeah, try to check out where the game was headed and maybe steer it in a new direction. Uh, just being a, a part of that group of guardians and meeting so many amazing content creators and trying to make the game the best it ever could be was probably my favorite thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> like in general so yeah just being at bungie i'm sure was just like amazing Definitely. in its own right <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so the, cool. the summit was an amazing thing it wasn't just a at first i was a little bit skeptical i thought it would be a marketing experience but they were so honest so open so eager for feedback and there's so many things that came out of this summit that I was really surprised by they we really were just giving feedback for eight hours straight so uh that was one of the coolest experiences just I didn't see anything about Seattle, nothing. We were just sequestered in in halls and giving feedback and playing the game. But that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, and hearing the feedback from the attendees after the summit took place, you could tell that Bungie has a very dedicated group of developers who genuinely care about the game and they want to make the game better. And I think that the end result with Forsaken was absolutely amazing. I think they really knocked it out of the park with that expansion. And it was really a pivotal point for Destiny 2 in making it the game that it is today. My favorite expansion in Destiny today. Definitely uh, Forsaken was... There was uh, like small turning points before it. Like the first... We, we have all these uh, traffic statistics on Reddit. How many people are interested in the game? Are you actually using the site? And like there was the go fast update, which was the first step in the right direction with Destiny. Everything was buffed. People were faster. Everything was more exciting to watch. Uh, the go fast update made the first step and activity doubled like in one day on our site and never went down again and yeah uh, forsaken was the culmination of all those changes all these things i, I was honestly a little bit skeptical because you you get skeptical if you, if you follow destiny and sometimes things just don't go the way you you want them to go especially with the destiny vanilla one but uh they really knocked forsaken out of the park it was everything i wanted it to be and I don't think I have had that much fun playing Destiny ever. It was just enjoying with the community again, which is the, the thing I love the most. Just if the community is enjoying something, I'm usually enjoying it myself. Absolutely. So now, what's it like 
to work with the teams at Bungie and to work with the community managers? It's it's a very humbling experience. Uh, who we work at, on, like on Bungie.net, especially uh, the Bungie uh, DPS group, Destiny player support. They're a bunch of amazing, amazing members that are so so very invested in the community, working behind the scenes like us, uh, but try to keep the game running, putting bugs to the developers, uh, trying to be the bridge between us and the community managers. Uh, of course, Cosmo, Dylan, and Deech, they can't just, just sit all day and talk to you in chat rooms, and they have so much stuff on their plate. They're working so hard to just uh, communicate uh, for the entire company so uh, working with DBS and the community managers is always a very positive experience they try to support us in any way they can with tools and things we need and what how should we handle this situation I've never thought oh they could have done that better or anything it's, it's always amazing to work with them that's really cool and yeah, I, I think that uh, the community managers at Bungie, they seem like very genuine human beings who really love the game and, and want to make our community stronger and to make the game better. So it's it's got to be a really, really amazing experience, and I have nothing but respect for them. I still remember when Deej was writing the Bungie Weekly update uh, before <laughs> Cosmo and DMG stepped in to help. So uh, that was really, really cool to see him, you know, take the lead and to do so many amazing things to bring the community together. Yeah. Just, just yeah. seeing how Cosmo and Dylan come out of the community, they were, they were like us, just fans. Uh, Cosmo being the, the original founder of a subreddit, just joining the ranks of Bungie, uh, it's, it's, it's just so amazing to see uh, just people being genuinely excited, just joining the, com the community team. That's like the most ideal person to be a community manager, to be on the community team. People from your community, people super excited, people that built this community with their own hands. And I really, really enjoy seeing them on the forums, interacting with us and just happy that they're there actually <laughs> yeah and it was cool seeing them on the, the guardian con stream the the other uh, was last week 400k raised holy yeah yeah, yeah amazing that was quite the accomplishment you know so everybody out there in the destiny community you guys gg thank you for the kids that yes. was the Destiny community never ceases to amaze me, especially with the generosity for St. Jude and all the people behind it organizing this. Shout out to you. Amazing. Amazing effort. It's, it's amazing how the Destiny community comes together in such a big way, not only to play the game that we love to play, but also to support such amazing causes. I remember when they when the the bungee uh team was so supportive of 
different natural disasters that took place, whether it's Hurricane Harvey or um, the, the many different causes that they support, whether it's St. Jude's. And it's amazing to see this community come together to create so many positive things in the world and to be so giving and so caring of so many different things, whether it be a natural disaster that took place or whether it's supporting things like cancer. Uh, so it's really amazing that uh, our community is is so strong and so dedicated to doing so many great things. Yes. Now, Fuzzle, where do you see yourself in two years? What are your goals? What are your dreams? What are your aspirations? There are some very obvious uh, answers to this. Uh, of course, I want to finish my bachelor's degree. That's my most short-term goal. I really, really want that degree because it's the ticket to everything. Uh, if I ha get a bachelor's degree, um, if I finally finish it, I have the opportunity to maybe apply for a green card to work in the U.S. at some point. Uh, of course, I would really like to work full-time at my current job. Right now, I'm only working uh, a half, uh, yeah, 20 hours per week as a working student. So I would really like to move to Berlin and to actually, uh, yeah, just be a main community manager for my company, which I really enjoy working there. I love those guys. Uh, and who knows what the future holds. My, my dream has always been to work at Bungie, of course. It's, it's always been a dream and it has no, um, big, like, it's not likely to happen, but I'm always gonna keep the opportunity open, try to apply for a green card and, uh, apply for any good, uh, position I can see at Bungie, of course. Um. Yeah, it's it's like when I was a little kid playing bungee games, <laughs> I always wanted to work for the company. This was those people were gods to me. They were not game developers. Uh, and right now, like when I tell my dad, who's also a Halo One fan, that I want to work for the company that made his favorite game, he's always very excited. So, uh, yeah, that would be my actual life goal and dream to work at Bungie Studios in Seattle. I would move in an instant. I would do anything to reach that goal. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's like the end game right there. Being able to work at Bungie, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. And I got to keep it real. Of course, uh, there, there are things, that are more realistic, uh, like staying in the business, of course, and staying at my company, which I really love, Colibri Games, and moving to Berlin, which is actually a really nice city. Great food. <laughs> can recommend. <laughs> and I can uh, speak on behalf of our community. We do wish you nothing but the best of luck. Um, Thank you, you have done amazing work at Bun at Bungie and for the community. So I, I would love to see you take on a bigger role at Bungie and we have nothing but respect and support for you. Thanks a lot, man. So yes. 
yeah and we can't wait to see where where the future takes us next uh, i think that uh bungie is an amazing studio and i think that they have a very bright future and there's always a need for more individuals who care deeply about the community like yourself so i'm pretty confident that the opportunity one day will come and uh if you keep doing what you're doing amazing things will happen i keep doing the things i love it's uh, the privilege of being able to just having your job as the thing you you love the most and do as your hobby anyway so it doesn't matter what the future brings i'll keep on keeping on and do what i love and whatever and that runs into i'll be happy with it thank you so much for your support (laughs) yeah absolutely and we we can't wait to see where the future takes you and we are really excited for the future of bungie and destiny and we will be there to play the game to support the developers and to uh, continue to podcast about the game that we love to play Now, let's continue the podcast with a conversation about communities in Destiny. And uh, I know that uh, we have such a strong community in Destiny. And I'm curious, how has the Destiny community changed since Destiny first came out in 2014? That's a really, really good question. Uh, at first, it was, of course, something that was a lot of small patches of, of people that just liked the game. Uh, we didn't really know what was coming at us. Uh, we didn't really know that there was so much stuff in the game that we as a community needed to figure out and share. Uh it was a little bit of a funny, naive time when there was no PvP sweating meta. Uh, everybody, everything was new. We were just uh, thinking about things the game could possibly be in the future. Like the identity of Destiny didn't really didn't know what Destiny wanted to be. Did it want to take it to a serious itself very seriously? In what direction did it want to go? Uh, right now, I think. We've really matured as a community. There's many things uh, we've seen happen, change in the game, many great changes, changes we didn't agree with. Uh, And we really went through so many legendary phases like the laser tech weekend, the shader gate, throw money at the screen, so many ups and downs in the Destiny uh, lifespan and uh, we're such a tight-knit community now especially on social media and uh, so many friends made along the way that we can actually play with every day so many of my friends just just all met through the game and we talk every day and have the fun of our lives so uh, right now we deal with uh, things in the game like uh, when I when I check out Destiny Raid Secrets, for example, 
we really, really, really learned to come together to crack codes, to figure everything out, to analyze every single aspect of the game. And uh, just us coming together this way and learning how to be like a very positive, very, um, very much teaching um, mind together, a hive mind to be uh, just positive influence for the game, for other players, to get new players into the game. Uh, everything very much matured and I love how the community evolved. Yeah, and I think the community has kind of shaped Destiny, you know, how, how it's turned out and going forward, you know, it's it's amazing how much influence we actually have, like, on the game and everything. You know, a lot of this stuff that they've implemented along the way has been community requests and things like that. Definitely, so, I think the community has changed the game as much as the game has changed the community. So it's definitely a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, it's so many things happen. That's really well said. Yeah, you know, I still remember a time when we would try to get three Gallarhorns or three Fatebringers because you had three characters and it was kind of a challenge to swap <laughs> out your loadouts and, and to customize the weapon types that you want. And now you have apps like Dim and destiny sets that allow you to manage your inventories in these amazing ways and we we use the app but we never really stop and think about the technology behind it and the amazing individuals who created such awesome tools for us to be better guardians and to make being a guardian easier and not having to get three of the same guns because it's just convenient it really is mind-boggling uh just if you think about what you can actually do with these apps right now and just with a click of a button i can just say oh, okay uh there was just a new new um update about eververse we can shard everything from eververse i i search for source double uh, source eververse and get all the things instantly transfer to my guardian i select my new loadout maximize my light there's so many amazing things we can do now just just more more time playing destiny and not tower gameplay so i really 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 love the the work both the community did the community developers they are amazing there's so many amazing resources but also not uh there's a lot of credit has to go to the API team uh, of Bungie making all this possible, all these access points that uh, the community that can now use to actually uh, make all these amazing tools. So there's so much work that went into this, and I'm really glad they invested their time and resources to actually make an amazing API. Like There's so many games that are now trying to replicate this, to make amazing companions that could get anywhere close to Destiny, but I've never seen uh, like third-party software and first-party APIs this great and greatly implemented in the game. Like we can just play so much more stuff now and not worry about yeah getting three fate bringers, the yellow horns, just to be able to play in twenty minutes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The framework of all these teams that are able to just like 
hammer out these uh, these calculations and things that they have to the coding that they have to do for all this is just it's it's, it's remarkable. And there's so many diverse groups of of tools and and websites and applications that help you to enjoy destiny better whether it's you know dim or different lfg groups in the community and even the destiny reddit and bungie.net it's it's amazing how places like uh, a star collective star collective yeah i love it it's it's just really incredible and now, why do you guys think that Destiny has such a strong community? Because I think Destiny has probably the strongest community that I've ever seen in any game. People's love for the game. Just, want, just wanting to see nothing but good things for the game. Something that could be implemented that will save time, too. Like, you know, because there's a lot of time that you, you know, spend going through your loadouts and things like that. You know, it was very painful back in the day before things like DIM and Destiny sets and things like that. But, you know, just be able to spend more time playing Destiny and not, like Puzzle said, on playing the tower game, playing tower defense and things like that. There's this inherent passion of people just wanting to share their hobby with other people. Uh, and all this started just because the game doesn't explain it all just doesn't explain anything to you you have to go online and because everyone is forced to go online there's this huge pool of people that want to know things and there are so many people that then provide this information and can live off it they can just live off people not knowing what to do in destiny and that's amazing to me that's that's very well said yeah and uh i i love the passion that destiny fans have for the game and sometimes that passion can be more critical other times it's very positive uh, but ultimately i think that i've never seen a game where players are so driven and so so much affected by the game and, and they want the game to be better in so many ways and uh, i think that's very cool and uh, i haven't experienced that to the same level that i do in the destiny community never never to this extent not even in halo because in destiny it feels like we were all part of this shared world and halo was always these different communities forming of different aspects of the game, like Forge communities, PvP competitive, with the, yeah, with the uh, red versus blue and things like that, yeah. But it feels like we are all one here. Yeah, yeah. And people who create the movies of the weeks and things like that, all, all you know, all everybody that has the passion, you know, for the game, the way they do, and it shows. Shows we we are a loud and proud community. <laughs> yeah, definitely absolutely. a lot a lot of the loud <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Now, how would you guys say that technology has helped to make the Destiny community stronger? I know we talked about some API things that were done to allow us to have some of the features that we enjoy in the game. Cross save, uh, you know, 
just that, that technology there. Having cross-save for the first time in Destiny is huge. And the technology that had to be put forth to get that to happen and everything, you know. Um, and not only that, just, you know, people signing off on, you know, things like that, you know. A lot of, a lot of corporate, you know, things have to happen, you know, there. Uh, but just, you know, the game as it's going forward, not only that, just the, the assets and the way the weapons fire and, you know, everything that is involved in Destiny in the game and outside the game, you know, it's just, it gets better every day. Like, cross-save just removes all barriers in the community. There's so many little things that prevented me from playing with other people. That's now gone. I can play with whoever I want as long as I have the hardware for it. It's, it's not pricey either, like getting Xbox One. And I own all platforms. I'm going to play all platforms. I'm going to play with all the people I couldn't play from my old Halo days now. Because I can t just take my character to Xbox. It's amazing. I can play with my brother on PlayStation now, you know, too. Like, yeah. So it's, yeah. And since we moved to the PC, we we do have some friends that, you know, stayed behind on PlayStation. So it's going to be really cool to go back and be able to play with all of our friends and to unite the community in such a big way. And I think that's, that's going to help Destiny evolve into something even more special. And I'm very excited to see what cross-save and hopefully in the next 12 to 16 months, cross-play maybe does with the game as well. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, do you guys have any favorite uh, communities in Destiny that you really enjoy? I'd say Dim is like at the top. I mean, just Dim is just so convenient having it. Like, it's always open. I literally have it open every time I'm playing Destiny. Definitely, Dim is my go-to. It's it's always open. I can't live without it. Uh, it's too convenient, and I will never play Destiny again without it. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. I think for me, Dim is definitely up there. Um, I think another really awesome community is the Destiny Two LFG Discord on PC. I think that uh, what those guys are doing is absolutely amazing, and there's always people to play with. There's always people who want to play Destiny. And it's great that communities like them were able to bring people together in such a big way. It's it's definitely like all the Discord communities with the Destiny Reddit is always uh, also a, a big community. The PC Discord is notorious now for if you want to play on PC, this is the LFG place to be. It's amazing how many players come together just to team up. Of course, another great community I give a shout out to is Fire Teams. Every time I get a Fire Team from the Fire Team subreddit, I uh, I get just so many passionate and great players that just carry me through all my activities. <laughs> really, really enjoy playing with uh, amazing players from there. Uh, yeah, of course, Bungie.net. There's uh, the LFG tools 
have increased significantly. Uh, I really enjoy with uh, playing with Bnet people. Uh, just um, um, especially check out if the people are just uh, posting like chill groups, not people that are checking your emblems, how many clears you got or something. <laughs> Those are usually the best runs. I really, really enjoy that. And of course, uh, Destiny Reddit um, might be biased though. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the Destiny 2 subreddit? I really, really enjoy it. It's mm. it's like a, a chill version with more memes, more fun. No, no, I really go there to relax. <laughs> I really like the uh, the the many things that are shared, the different opinions that um, are on the Destiny Two uh, Reddit community. There's so many talented people who are posting theories and opinions and art. And it just brings the community together in a really awesome way and allows for people to connect, meet, and share the game that they love to play. And I think that's really awesome and special. Well said. <laughs> now, are there any community-based features that you would like to see come into Destiny in the future that maybe don't yet exist? I want a place for my clan to hang out. Yeah. I want I I really want like the 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 tower music box hanger uh to, to just have my own clan grind for like a new jukebox or something. Just a place for people to hang out. Maybe maybe not only my clan, maybe it's just just it's something of more instance like LFG area for people to actually socializing something really i'd really really like to see maybe maybe an exclusive place for my clan would be amazing or or like a ship we could all yeah. stay at but like some games too some silly games that they can introduce <laughs> like you know play cards or something like that or you know like um yeah just or like a mini golf or something like that or just something goofy like uh like a one of the hoops like shooting the hoops like on the, the little or ski ball or something like that you know <laughs> i'd play <laughs> mini cool. games on destiny all day i wouldn't even shoot aliens i would just play poker <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you know what i would love to see get introduced especially with clans in destiny i would love for there to be a dashboard where you can schedule things for your clan oh yeah i want to see triumphs that exist only for clans and different achievements that you can complete with your clan and for there to be a more flushed out dashboard where we can manage clans in a more detailed way and to make it feel like clans matter more in the game where you have a lot of awesome things that you can do maybe have like clan uh, armor that are unique to, to clans. And I want for there to be more to do and not just until you reach clan level five, but beyond that, I want for there to be more to do with clans, you know, even right before the new season's beginning. And uh, I, I, I think that would be really, really awesome. And for there to be a way for you a to shot. interact with your clan too. Uh, in yes. a easier way so um, 
I'd love to see those things come into destiny in the future. A barbershop so you can change your look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the hideous faces, the hideous... Oh, God, yeah. there's so many things I saw of people just looking like a weird son with, with makeup. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people that never take off their helmet. But speaking of uh, clan armor, I would, I would really love, like, if, things to express ourselves, like cosmetic things, like our own banner, uh, things in the game that would really make us stand out, that we can grind for and say, we grinded for this amazing armor set that lets us stand apart from the others, and we don't have a real edge of the others because we have this armor set, but it's just cool stuff to show off because our clan is awesome and we grinded like a hundred hours to get it yeah like or like a community like uh uh create armor set like you know somebody like in the community like created a specific armor set or whatever and um could go chase it That'd be cool if artists could submit armor creations like with, uh, I think Monsanto World does it. Yeah. Yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty cool. You know what else I would really love to see in Destiny? And it's something that existed in Halo, but it hasn't been in the game since. And that's Forges. Forge modes where you can literally build your own maps and share the maps and play each other's different levels that the community designs and creates. I think that would be absolutely amazing if they're able to introduce that into Destiny. I would love so much for that to happen. Just community-created content. Just give, give the tools to the community. We're going to make thousands of hours of content out of it. Bungie, there's so, your so strikes. Content problem. There, there's your strikes right there. Yeah, you literally Bungie doesn't have to make strikes anymore. You literally have somebody that can create it in with the creation tools. You know? it would probably be a big undertaking to put that powerful tools in our hands, but mm -hmm. I would love for more community creative content. As as somebody that comes from a Halo custom games community where we played all the weird games we could think of created entirely in Forge and playing cops and robbers all day, playing zombies. And there's so many features Wait, yeah. that were in Halo 3 that never were again in any game. <laughs> so, like, theater, yes. Forge, all these things yeah. coming together. Yeah, Man. that would be so awesome to be able to watch your friends play and just, you know, you don't have to be dead to inspect someone play the game. You can just watch them that would be so amazing spectator yeah. mode yeah theater mode yeah now out of curiosity a fuzzle why do you think we don't have things like forge mode and theater mode in destiny since it did exist in previous halo games so it would be a natural assumption that it's something they could create in destiny as well do you think it's more complicated to create these features in destiny I think there's a lot of reasons why these things don't exist, the things we dream of. Uh, first of all, if it's is of course the design vision of the leads of the game. Like, do, do they want to prioritize these things to get other things not made into the game? Uh, then of course there's technical limitations and resources, of course. Uh, like, making some of these tools takes way more work than you 
like there's so many if you give players a lot of tools that have a lot of ways to express yourself that you also have like a million ways to introduce bugs into your game uh getting that polished up is probably so much work uh, like 343 is having a hard time doing that as well in halo games so it's 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 a can of worms you don't really want to open in destiny uh yeah but of course it would have also been really nice to have something with like player generated content because we are an insatiable monster that devours content like in hours and we want more and more and bungie will never be able to supply it so down the road i think bungie will have to implement something that we can generate content with but yeah the reason why it's not there is artistic vision and of course something has to be left on the cutting table to be able to get those features in and it's not like destiny has been notoriously been full of content we really 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 couldn't get enough of and could play forever in the past we had a lot of problems with content being replayable and just uh content in general like very light content expansions so something like that would probably replace a lot of other content and they don't want to gamble that that's really well said yeah and uh yeah hopefully one day these things can come into the game but uh fingers crossed fingers crossed right i mean never say never we did not think three months ago that cross save would be coming to destiny you know so there's so much you are correct i didn't expect that at all no i mean if you think about it we didn't even expect a full expansion everyone thought that we were getting an annual pass this fall and bungie proved everybody wrong they crushed all expectations above and beyond when she said hold my beer yeah exactly hold my beer like (laughs) so such an amazing effort on the on behalf of all the teams at bungie and i can speak uh on behalf of so many people out there that uh bungie really nailed it with uh all of the announcements that they made this uh last month and Pre E3 so too. excited, yeah! Right before E3, yeah. in fact, I'm pretty sure Shadowkeep was announced before Bungie even made their announcement. It was actually revealed on the Google Stadia stage, which was so cool oh, to yes. see. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Stadia, I really want to talk about it. What What do you think about the future of Destiny on Stadia? Because uh, it's not going to be able to play at all with other uh, platforms. So there might be a problem to actually get enough people together. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that because I think that's definitely a concern with Google Stadia. I think there's a lot of really cool things that Stadia is promising in Destiny and, and many other games. Being able to play Destiny on your tablet, I mean... The thought of that is really exciting and really amazing, and especially with bandwidth. But you'll be able to do that with Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, not Game Pass, I'm sorry. Game, uh, the cloud. The X- xCloud. Xbox. But I'm sorry. pretty sure you still sorry. need an Xbox in your household to drive that. So I, yeah. I think that Google Stadia offers 
the potential for all players to be able to enjoy destiny whether or not you're a hardcore player and you have multiple consoles in your household or you don't own any consoles and maybe you normally play mobile games and now you can play destiny on your on your smartphone on your tablet i think the the potential is great or on your google chrome even and on your tv there are concerns there are definitely concerns because i think it's very early on in the development cycle and we don't really know how it's going to play out because we haven't seen google stadia in action i definitely think we haven't seen that digital foundry video yet so i mean I, i think that the promise is great i think that the the fact that you can't really play with other players on PC, I think that's definitely it's gonna be the, the smallest player pool for the game. That's gonna be the smallest. That's gonna be the smallest yeah. pool of players and everything. You know, and there might be entire modes that don't work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got they got the lag. You got to You got to account for the lag and the latency and things like that that they're gonna encounter, um, just due to the different various uh, internet speeds, like across the spectrum basically but you know i think that google stadia will create a unique challenge for the developers because having google stadia as a platform will encourage the developers to bring crossplay between stadia and pc and if that's going to be possible in the future i don't see why consoles and pc can also play together so i think google stadia could be a catalyst for massive change in the Bungie community where now we can all not only transfer our characters over across different platforms, play together no matter where you are. And that's the potential that I'm very excited for with with Destiny and its future, not only this fall, but one, two years down the road. I just want to play Destiny on my smart fridge. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Just want to have, you know, the ghosts like, you know, come out and do your loadout and everything, you know, in your, in your fridge and everything. Tell you a story. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting with the next console generation, too. It's like, what are they going to do? How are they going to solve the frame rate problems on console? Like, um, with the new consoles coming out. Is, are they going to be able to implement that change into Destiny 2? Or is that where Destiny 3 comes? You know, that, that's, that's, that's going to be interesting because they have to go and upgrade all those assets and everything. Do you want Destiny you know? 3 to come? Um, it, I mean, I'm always in favor of a new game, but I'm also, if they don't need to make it, if they can just, you know, to drop the two off of Destiny and just speak, becomes destiny like again i'm even fine with that as long yeah i'd be fine with either actually uh i always enjoy new games but we've uh now learned that like no new release is gonna cut it for destiny i don't think it's possible to make a release destiny knock it out of the park with all expectations met I don't believe that's possible. Destiny 3 is going to have, if it comes, it's going to have a lot of going against it. I mean, Budgie is really, really gaining trust with everyone right now. But I think Destiny 3 is not going to be able to deliver expectations again. And 
that might be a little bit of a death blow. But I still really, really enjoy uh, like with new, the new console generation a new kind of game, like a new iteration. Right. And I'm wondering what they do there. They take the PC assets and translate that right over to console, kind of like, kind of like do like a port, basically, kind of like port that over, and then just like you know enhance features as you go, but make it run at sixty. Like you know it'll, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But so. I'm I'm really excited to see if Destiny becomes like Warframe just being added and added and added and getting new cool stuff or if they're gonna try to keep the old model running which i think there's a lot of a lot of jaded opinions now against which would not be in the best interest i would like both see i'm a little torn about this because on the one hand i would love to see a destiny 3 because it will allow the developers to build some to build a game on a new uh engine and something that eliminates some of the challenges that destiny has from a development standpoint so i think in that sense to see an evolved version of destiny i think that's great that would be amazing i would love for them when they do that if if they do that in the future i want for our legacy as a guardian to be preserved and not just have a situation where the tower is blown up and all of your things just disappear because everything that we acquire in the game is special to us as guardians and that's why when you first booted up destiny 2 when the game first came out you saw that cinematic uh introduction with all of the different raids that you played and with whom you played those events with so I would love for some of these things to be preserved more so than how they have been in the past. And I would love to see an evolved form of Destiny in the future. I think that I kind of want them to take their time with it. I, I don't want for there to be a Destiny 3 in the next two years or even three years. But in five years, absolutely. I would love to see what the evolution would be in the Destiny universe. And... I would certainly hope that they do work on a Destiny 3 sometime in the future because they can do some really exciting things with it and they can take some of the lessons that they learned from Destiny 2 in order to build a better Destiny, maybe introduce dedicated servers in the future or some of the features that we talked about with uh, the Forge mode and Theater mode so that's something that I would love to see come into Destiny in the future. But I also really love the expansion model where we build on the game that we already have as well. So you don't have to start over from the very beginning and you can, you know, take everything that you've done as a guardian and allow that to kind of grow and evolve with you. You just sold me on Destiny 3. <laughs> That's a yeah. really good sales pitch. Please, all of these things into the game. Please, thank you. I'm going to sign here. Please take my yeah, hand. There's, I will throw more there's a few interesting screen. points. You brought, <laughs> oh, you brought up dedicated servers, and that's one, been one of the community's biggest asks for the longest time and everything. Um, and I think it's possible that that could be happening with the new generation. 
the consoles. For whatever reason, server-side load, things like that, maybe servers not upgraded enough. They weren't able to get it done. And capital R reasons they weren't able to get it done. <laughs> yeah. you know? So I think that is a huge possibility with the next console generation to get dedicated servers into Destiny 2. Destiny 2, even. I, I think it can happen. Cross-save can happen and cross-play can happen. I think we can get dedicated servers. I think it's something that can happen. The PvP team said it themselves, or Luke Smith said it themselves, or you know the people that working on PvP, they're rebuilding the foundation of PvP. So that that's interesting kind of uh, words, a choice of words that they they gave. There. Absolutely, the foundation. You know, so it's foundational changes. When you're changing the foundation, you're changing the exact the structure of what PvP is. And I think dedicated servers would be something huge. Absolutely. You know. And I don't know about you guys, but but the next year or even two years feels like a foundational change for Destiny where they can rebuild the game into something that they had a better vision for and the vision that the players have for the game. So I think the next couple of years will be very pivotal in the different changes that will take place in Destiny, and that will pave the way for the future of Destiny as well. I think the Destiny franchise is it, it's huge, and it has so much potential, and it has such a dedicated player base, unlike any other game. If you take games like Call of Duty, every year you essentially start fresh, and everything you've done the previous year no longer matters. But with Destiny... It's a game that grows and evolves with you as a player. So that's why people are so emotional and so committed and so dedicated to seeing a better destiny. You have so many passionate players that are so vocal about the things they want in the game. And even when we look at some of the buffs and some of the nerfs that happen in the game, it's all done because we love Destiny and we want Destiny to be a better game for us and to align with what we want to play. So I'm excited to see the next couple of years, especially with Bungie stating that, hey, we want Destiny to be a more MMORPG focused game. And I'm excited to see what that truly means in the Destiny franchise. I mean, there are story reasons, though, where we might eventually... I mean, Ziggurath, the, the pyramid ships are coming. You know, we don't know when they're coming, but they're coming. And it's going to be an onslaught on the solar system when it happens. So, I mean, I won't be surprised if that's when we lose our stuff <laughs> and everything. I just you know, really that, hope that the darkness isn't, isn't the hive and that we actually... Get like a no, I, I think it's a lot deeper than the hive. From what the drifter said, like the hive are basically, or whoever said it, no, Callus, he said the hive are, they're nothing compared to what the true darkness yeah. is Ooh. and everything. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. So that's. And I think we're going to learn a lot more about the darkness this fall. I think that Eris Morn will play a really big role in flushing out that storyline. And by the time we're done with uh, Shadowkeep, man, I'm so excited to see how the story evolves and what the creative team will, will do in terms of pushing the narrative forward in the game because there's a lot of stories that have yet to be told 
there's a lot of unanswered questions. And based on what we got with this annual pass with the Destiny lore, man, so many questions. Marasov, Prince Aldrin, um, the the tomb ships, uh, where where the nine fits in this whole thing. And Callus, it it seems like Callus is not just a pass by character. There's a lot more depth to who he is and why he's there and what his motives are. So I'm really excited to see a lot of these stories get flushed out more as future expansions and seasons evolve in the Destiny universe. I think Shadowkeep is going to be the reintroduction of the foot, the the building blocks of bringing the darkness like back you know like it's coming you know we 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 saw like signs of it when from what the drifter saw and everything you know it's like um what we saw when we when we were in uh, marasov's court and everything too we've come so far since later haters like all the law on the latest installments has been knock out of the park i really really enjoy what i'm reading all the things that Add to another is are not like monster of the week, but things are actually interacting with each other and things are building up and leading to a conclusion that's stuff that's really exciting, which we didn't always have in Destiny. And uh, yeah, I just want to really want to know what, what the next installment is. And I'm also really, really happy with the, the dark tones of my Shadow Keep. It really, really dark stuff to see. Like a little bit horror yeah. in there, yeah, yeah, the horror overtones that they they spoke about. Absolutely, yeah. and I'm expecting this fall to be very gritty, a very dark expansion, and I'm I'm excited to potentially see some of the old bosses and some of the old characters that we saw in Destiny One to make. I saw Fogoth. I saw yeah, him. so. <laughs> I saw I saw the nightmare version of Fogoth. We saw Crota. We saw Skolas. Omnigol like, silences screams oh, again. Omnigol. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you, the, the second coming of Grasp of yeah, Malak? Do you guys you think know, we're like, gonna get the Grasp like, of Malak this fall? Because I would love uh, that one to it, come back. Oh, I would in a new and improved like Grasp. Yeah. <laughs> like killing her over and over again in this strike. I would love a shout out to yeah. that farming method. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I remember we spent I, hours and days and, and weeks just farming Omnigal. It was so much fun. I know they said moon. What is the other location we're going to get? You know they in, usually introduce two locations. I wouldn't get my hopes up. Uh, like, <laughs> could, it, could it be Cosmodrome? Could we be <laughs> going to Cosmodrome? Is, is going to be the home of the new raid, so naturally... The location of the Black Garden will probably hey, be that would be cool with me. I, I I would love to, to. I think so. Galavant and the Black Garden. Yeah. I really yeah. hope you're right, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you guys. You know, the Cosmodrome. It was the first destination that we got to explore in Destiny, and it's my favorite. I will say that there are so many special moments on the Cosmodrome from Skywatch, and we all know about Skywatch and the cave. <laughs> And so yep. many amazing locales, and and it's such a amazing place. And same same with Venus. I'd love to go to Venus in the future again. That's my favorite. So, yeah, I love Venus, the home of the very oh, yeah, first. I heard raid. about that on the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> that Venus is oh, yeah. something you really enjoy getting back to. Yeah, 
Yeah, the, just the, the, the lush, um, just beautiful color palette that in, on Venus is just, and the music is, is just the Vex theme yeah. and everything. You know, it's just, I, I love it. Absolutely. So many great memories. Like when I first got my Queen's Breakers bow, like the, the Fallen Sniper, I went to the uh -huh. divide and just sniped at random guardians and they were they thought they were sniped at by falling they were looking oh, for the fallen <laughs> and i was just so many spending, hours spending the entire day just trolling people it was amazing <laughs> the fallen walkers and the divide and you know it was, I mean, we still have fallen walkers now but you know just like spending hours and doing bounties in the divide and everything and then just yeah that that just oh man just to be able to go back to some of those locations and play them and PC and high frame rates. Yeah. Like it's an so. exciting time to be a guardian. There's no doubt of that. Now, real yes. quick, I know it's getting really late, especially for fuzzle. And I do want to wrap this <laughs> yes. up very, very soon. So real quick, I want to quickly go over the weekly update this week. And we have uh, several interesting things that, were introduced this past week with the heroic menagerie. Have you guys gotten a chance to play through the heroic version of the menagerie? I, no, I not at all. I don't think I'll touch it for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty um, hardcore, isn't it? I I haven't hopefully you know, I haven't played it yet, but I love Endgame and Destiny and anything that's challenging. I I like to sink my teeth into it and dive in and and play. So I definitely cannot wait to play it this weekend. Um, and I'm very excited for for the the heroic version and to see what rewards we get because uh, I love getting loot in the game. It's it's an exciting uh, moment for guardians to to find awesome new things to call our favorite new weapons and to discover awesome new things in the game. So I'm really excited for that. And Bungie did also. Uh, reveal this week in the Bungie Weekly Update, or this week at Bungie as we know it now, that the Lumina Lumina Quest is coming back. Is coming. Yes. And I just want the gun. It's my background everywhere. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's it's beautiful. Like we're gonna be able to like start with the rose hand cannon. I'm guessing from what I'm hearing and everything. That that's how that quest is going to kick off, but I, I hear it's a lengthy quest too, so it's going to be fun. Yeah, and Bungie did reveal in the weekly update that the quest will begin on the European Dead Zone. So we know yes. that we know that we don't know a whole lot more, but that's kind of the the fun part of exploring and and discovering new things in the game. So I'm really excited to play this quest. It's going to be available next week for all annual pass owners. And that's going to be so nostalgic to go back to the EDV. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. And also, there is some more news coming from Bungie headquarters uh, with the Grimoire Anthology. We have Volume 2 coming out, and we know that it is called The Fallen Kingdoms. And it will be shipping in October. So it's really Hype. cool to see them uh, announce a date for this. We've really come far from uh, putting our own PDF files together and trying to print our own books. 
which we've done a lot actually. Like one of my friends was about to put his push his book he fixed himself into printing when the anthology was just announced. So thankfully we don't have to print our own Grimoire books anymore and they're really, really nice. I want one. Yeah. And you know, I actually read the Grimoire Anthology Volume One. I ordered it and I, as soon as I got it, I spent the entire day reading the whole thing. I kid you not. And it was so awesome to learn some of the backstories behind the amazing experiences that we had in, in Destiny 1 and to learn more about some of the characters and their meaning and their purpose and to understand our villains and our foes as well as the characters that we play alongside with and some of the awesome exotic weapons that we love in the you know using in the game like the thorn and the last word so that was a really awesome awesome read and i cannot wait to read the volume two of the grimoire anthology that will be coming out this october it just enriches the entire experience these backstories these things that give things more purpose more meaning it just makes me more excited to get a gun if i know that like a legendary hero had it before me absolutely i don't know i really yeah. enjoy the storytelling in destiny 2 and just having the fantasy in my hand and shooting it yeah and and you know i was never one to want to read in destiny in fact if you asked me a year ago i would say well i think it's kind of dumb that all the grimoire is hidden behind things you have to read but having read the grimoire anthology I have so much more appreciation for the game, and I think this is actually a really great way for them to tell the stories as a supplemental addition to what the game already has. So I'm so, so excited for this October, and I don't know if you guys saw this, but there's going to be a really, really awesome new emote that will be made available yeah, in the Eververse store. And it's called the Consult the Archives emote. <laughs> I have not bought much with uh, silver in a long time, but this uh, this this might be a purchase. Oh, for me. guaranteed day one purchase. And here's something else that will sweeten the deal. If you're kind of on the fence about this one, if you purchase the uh, Consult the Archives emote you will also get a 20% discount on the Grimoire Anthology Volume 2. And it's going to be a special offer that is uh, time-limited, and you have from July 2nd at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time until July 9th to redeem this offer. If you do purchase the emote, you'll get a discount off the book. And it's, it's a great way to support the developers and all of the amazing work that they do. So I highly encourage any Guardian to pick up the emote. It looks awesome. It kind of reminds me of Bife. I don't know why, but I, <laughs> yeah, I totally Bife. Bife. This is, this is <laughs> Bife. Every time. So I'm um, so excited for that. And we also have... There's, there's another great thing about it, because we have a, the Bungie Star now in the EU as well. So yeah. we can actually, we EU people can actually buy the things now and not have like shipping for two months. Yeah. 
That's that's good. And, you know, the Finally. other great thing about being able to shop on the Bungie store is that you're supporting the developers directly. And I think that's a very special thing. And, and I think that it will allow Bungie to benefit in a bigger way from the sales, but also they donate proceeds to different charities as well. So it's a great way to support different causes and to do some really great things to help out the developers, to give us a better destiny in the future. And I'm all for supporting the developers and everything that they do. It's, it's, it's hard to build a game with, with so many different uh, people working and you have to support them all. So I'm excited to be able to do that in a bigger way with Bungie publishing their own game and there's a really awesome collector's edition that's coming out with Shadowkeep. Are you guys going to pick up the collector's edition of uh, Shadowkeep? I'm not sure yet. I, yeah, I'm on the fence. I usually but... don't go because the things never like I don't have a good place to put all those stuff. So I'm going to Put it somewhere and nobody can see it so i might as well not buy the extra toys <laughs> but i kind of want it yeah see i'm a i'm a sucker for for destiny so i i get the collector's edition of every destiny release and i think this this one will be no different um i actually have all of my different collector's editions on my desk all up top and i have all of the different funko nice. pops uh, including the Destiny 1 Ghost Edition, which that's very special for me because Peter Dinklage, he is the ghost and, and we have a physical oh. ghost and it's so awesome. And these are all relics that I hold very close to my heart and, and Destiny is my favorite game of all time. And if I have the opportunities to support them more, it's all the better. Nice. Your Destiny Shrine is growing <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah um you can only purchase the collector's edition on the on the bungee store, that is correct right? yes it's only available mm. through the bungee do you store. think it, do you think they're going to be available anywhere else like as we go on through the summer or is it just only going to be at the bungee store i'm almost thinking that it's only going to be available from the bungee store just based on the fact that bungee is publishing their own game so I don't know yeah, some of the challenges that may exist with going directly to different retailers and, you know, what relationships Bungie may be lost with the Activision deal no longer being in place and the publishing deal and whatnot. That's a good point. We talked about yeah. this, too, uh, before and everything. Like, yeah, they're making it basically on their store just where you can get the collector's edition. Now, obviously, you'll be able to get the game like in all other places, like retailers, but just the collector's edition on the Bungie. Absolutely, and the next uh, thing that Bungie revealed during the weekly update, uh, and I know Fuzzle will definitely want to hear this one because he loves the Menagerie, and with the Menagerie at the moment, you can kind of farm the. The, the last <laughs> chest in the game um i've i've never done it okay we, we did it we did it a couple <laughs> times i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and say that i didn't do it we did um although i've been trying to figure out the different room configurations and all that so i would maybe grab the chest <laughs> twice 
uh, during a run. Oh, I farm the shit out of that chest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm team no cheese. Awesome. <laughs> okay, so I gotta ask you if you're your team no cheese, Riven, how yes. do you do the encounter? Do you one phase it? I've been forced to to one phase it, and I hate it. I've never done it legit. I mean, it's kind of not unlegit, but yeah, I don't think it's legit. <laughs> yeah. I have not found a, a team that wants to do it legit with me yet. Yeah, me neither. Me I'll, neither. I'll be honest, <laughs> I don't even know how to do it any other way but one phasing it. I, I wouldn't me know. neither. <laughs> I'll be honest as well. I'm very sorry. But yeah. Very cool. I wish I wouldn't have to see this. <laughs> Because I really enjoy that fight, actually. Oh yeah, the the stuff yeah. I understand. At least. I think I think the last wish raid. It's it's the most beautiful raids that we have in the game. Scourge, uh, not Scourge of the Past. Uh, Wrath of the Machine is also really incredible. Uh, but the last wish raid. Oh man, it's such a beautiful raid with so much variety in the different encounters that you go through, and you finally get to Riven and and the Queen's Walk, and it's. It's a really awesome raid, and I think that the teams at Bungie did an amazing job with it, and uh, it's definitely in my top five. Why didn't you pick up the Titan Strength? <laughs> yep. Is there anything cooler than slaying a dragon with five of your friends? No. I don't think so. I think that is the ultimate, uh, ultimate fun. I told a friend about it the other day, like, oh, I'm killing a fantasy dragon. Like, I'm on a quest with five of my friends. Like, actually, that sounds amazing. <laughs> like, I wanted to make fun of you, but that actually sounded cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, about the chest runs, Bungie did confirm they will be patching this uh, ability for you to farm those menagerie chests. So as of July 9th, you will no longer be able to do that. So if you are interested in farming the chest like Shadow Price, go ahead and take advantage of it this week because as of next week, Bungie made a formal announcement that it will get fixed and uh, they encourage you to take I advantage. like how they referenced I like how they referenced House of Wolves. Like they gave that was a nod. Yeah, they like it felt reminiscent of when players were farming treasure keys from chests on the sparrows leading up to House of Wolves. Like that was a nod. That was a, that was really yeah, cool. Yeah, absolutely. And because that was really a lot of fun too, doing that back in the day. And finally, in in, in spirit of giving, uh, Bungie is doing a really awesome thing. Not only did they raise four hundred and six thousand dollars for St. Jude's uh, Children's Research Hospital, with a grand total. For that week being $3.7 million raised by the Destiny community. And this is just a testament to how amazing our community is when we all just come together to support an amazing cause like St. Jude's. And uh, it's, it's so exciting to see the video game community do such amazing things to help make the world a better place. So amazing, amazing accomplishment and uh, big congrats to all of the content creators and all of the developers at Bungie who came out to support the cause in such a big way. Um, I did watch the stream with uh, Luke Smith and Pete Parsons, and it was actually really cool to see 
Pete Parsons come out of the cave and come out of the hiding and to go out there and support the the game and, and such an amazing cause so publicly. So that was really cool to see that. Kudos to everyone involved. Love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they are actually going to be doing a another uh, fundraiser. And between now and July 14th, uh, Bungie is asking for our help to raise $77,000. And this will provide iPads for children who are hospitalized and to help them to be able to get better with technology and entertainment through therapy and play. So it's amazing to see them do this on such a constant basis. And uh, for those that donate $50 or more between now and July 14th, you will get a unique uh, emblem called the System of Peace. And it looks, so it looks really cool. I really like this uh, emblem. So you can support Bungie. Uh, if you go to the latest weekly update, we will post the link in the show notes to this. Uh, and that'll give you a chance to support a really great cause and get something special in return as well. So that's really cool. And an update to the Bungie store next week. Complete with exclusive Bungie Foundation merchandise. Yeah, that is really cool as well. So yeah, that's pretty much the weekly update this week. I don't know if you guys have anything else that you want to mention before we wrap things up for the evening. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> uh, I probably don't have anything on my mind right now. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Fuzzle, thank you so amazing. much for being on with us. We so Thank greatly, you for having me. Yeah, the, the honor and the pleasure yeah. is all ours, and we appreciate all the work that you do in our community. And uh, again, thank you so much for spending two and a half hours with us almost here and we appreciate your time so much and for everything that you do in our community and um i can tell you that me and shadow price both love destiny so much we we love this game it's been our home for the last four plus years we've been playing since day one and we support the developers and everything that they do and we just admire you and the and the teams that help make the destiny community a better place for all of us so thank you so much for everything that you do a big thank you to the community managers over at bungie cosmo dmg deej we have a lot of love and respect for all of you and we appreciate everything that you do for our community yeah um, absolutely Thank you yeah. so much. And <laughs> before we let you go, though, we need to rate this. Oh, yes. We got to rate the weekly oh, yes, update. Yes, yes. That is our tradition on the show. Something with tuna, which usually belongs on pizza, by the way. <laughs> In Germany. In Germany, we eat tuna pizza, and it's the best pizza, and there's no competition. Now, is this like fresh tuna? Like fresh tuna? From, it's it's like... out of a can in oil. Okay. Gotcha. I wonder how fresh tuna would be because I've had crab like on a pizza before and it's pretty good. 
actually. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't recommend that one. But yeah, pretty good. It's, tongue, no. it's the best. So how many tuna rolls? How would uh, how would you rate it? How would you think? I would think I would rate it? this week with a great mix of charity, awesome stuff in the game, not being banned by your developers for using an exploit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would rate it four out of five tuna pizzas. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna go right along with you. I was thinking the same thing. Four out of five. Um, pretty solid stuff in the update. You know, uh, they brought the hype with the cross save like downtime today, like saying, "Yeah, it's coming, guys. It's coming." <laughs> you know, just like letting us know, keeping us in the loop. And that awesome emote that they threw in there, and knowing that the anthology is coming. And you know, the the dock though, the one point dock was for the you know they're nerfing the chest farms, and I, I get why they're doing it. So you know, I I'm not, I'm not too like salty about it, but I think four out of five. Yes, I think this week's. Uh, update will get a unanimous vote from us. I will also give it a 4 out of 5. I love what we saw with the lore emote that we're getting. The consult the archives emote. I think it looks really really sick. It's really cool that they are also offering an incentive for purchasing that emote where you get a discount on the Grimoire Anthology and I think that that's going to be a really, really amazing uh, read for me. I will be uh, definitely pre-ordering uh, that book next week, and I highly encourage you all to do the same. And also, it's really nice to see that we're getting new content on a weekly basis in the game. There's, there's Every week, there's something new, something exciting to do in Destiny, and it's really great that they're continuing with that roadmap. And... Uh, giving us more things to do in the game, and they're supporting some really great causes with the iPads for Kids uh, program and everything that Bungie has been doing. They've been knocking it out of the park, and I'm so excited to see where the future takes us this fall and beyond. So I will give it a 4 out of 5 spicy tuna rolls for this week. And Fuzzle, before we let you go, uh, where can we all learn more about you? Where can we find you? <laughs> uh, of course, I'm usually more behind the scenes. There's not a lot of places you can actually follow me, but I am on Twitter, actually. Uh, puzzle underscore HC. Uh, the HC has a Thank number. you very much for the follow, uh, Puzzle. <laughs> oh, yeah, Appreciate just followed you, me, by the way. Yes. Uh, thanks for your follow you. a few years ago. So, <laughs> thank you. No problem. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm mainly on Twitter, so feel free to follow me there. Uh, other than that, Join my communities. They're pretty nice. Bungie.net and Reddit. Destiny Reddit. And we will have your so, Twitter. Yeah, thank you very much for having show me. Notes. So <laughs> we will have that in the show thank notes as so well. Much. And Shadow Price, where can we learn more about you? Uh, follow me on the Twitterverse at ShadowPrice79. And when I stream, when I decide to get this streaming thing off the ground, uh, at twitch.tv slash I am ShadowPrice. And speaking of streaming, we do have a very quick announcement to make. Starting next week, Guardians make their own fate. We're going to be live on Twitch starting next week and every week following that. Uh, it's been something that I've been really wanting to start with the podcast, and I finally feel like we got everything set up the way we need to, and 
with next episode and every episode thereafter. We will be live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we hope you can check us out at twitch.tv forward slash The Destiny Show. You can also find us on the web at www.destinyshow.com and you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Every Friday, we will have new episodes up on Apple, Spotify, Google, Podbean, Anchor, and the list goes on. And you can also follow us on Twitter at The Destiny Show and you can find me at OMG Cornholio on Twitter. And we thank you all for tuning in for another episode of the Destiny Show podcast. We can't wait to see you all next week with the Destiny Reddit Discord community. We will continue our conversation about all things Destiny. And we thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of the Destiny Show podcast. See you next week. Get that bread. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey there, my name's Jameson, or Big Cat. And I am Brenna, or Mother Goose. And together, we are the hosts of The DL, Weekly Gaming News. Each week, we bring you the top stories from last week, as well as something you might have missed. Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming. And every week, we have a special guest join us in the chat room, where we discuss a different gaming-related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60-second download. And if that isn't enough, we also have Slim Jims. So come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation. Good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.